It's our 360 round. We wanted your preview of Seagate earnings or looking at data storage overall. Joining us now is Matthew Bryson, Senior Vice President for Equity Research at Wedbush. And uh, William Kerwin's with us, Technology Equity Analyst at Morningstar. Thank you both for being with us. So Matthew, I'll start with you. Tell me about your thoughts in the big picture way. Of course, we're waiting to hear from Seagate, but looking at overall, Matthew, this group too. Yeah, so I, I think more and more, Nicole, the, this group has been become tied to enterprise spend. Um, so you think about Seagate in the past, and a lot of their products ended up in your in, in your PC. Um, and obviously, PCs have been weak, but really, the, their business isn't so much uh, the client side anymore. It, it's really um, enterprise, large data centers. And their demand re remains extremely strong. If anything, uh, the um, the manufacturers uh, trying to supply um, data centers just can't get enough parts, and so they're they're undershipping. And so I, I think, from a fundamental perspective, through the back half of this year, um, despite macro concerns, that that they've got a, a relatively strong picture ahead of them. Right, overall. And uh, what do you think, William? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so when we look at Seagate, we're really focused on their mass capacity drives for these data center applications like Matthew was talking about. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about a replacement cycle in data storage going from these hard disk drives or HDDs to the faster solid state drives or SSDs based on flash memory chips. Now, we see this as an ongoing trend in consumer applications, but we don't ex expect it to happen in these large-scale data center and cloud applications. In the medium term, we really see long-term demand for these mass capacity hard disk drives where the cost metrics really favor HDDs over SSDs in these cloud applications. So what we're looking for is data center build-outs, expansion of cloud applications as really being long-term fundamental drivers for Seagate's revenue. Yeah, and, and William, you, you know, you're really expecting continued strong demand. So when you take a look at this overall, you know, there's so much about whether or not demand is waning in these types of names. Yeah, I think, you know, you can look, we view uh, data storage and these hard disk drives as a bit of a cyclical industry, and we think we're in a bit of an up cycle right now with very strong demand and short supply. But we do think that this cloud demand, expansion of the cloud, data center buildouts will be a long-term driver. And so, you know, we don't see demand for those applications waning anytime soon. Yeah, and Matthew, what do you think as we take a look at a name like Seagate and, and the group overall? Are we missing something in this discussion? Um, you know, six months out, 12 months out, because obviously we're waiting on Seagate, but is there something that could change or, you know, really alter the landscape? No, I, I think in that time frame that there, there's not a ton that can change. Certainly, um, Seagate has done better share-wise than, than Western Digital. So uh, to some extent, if Western Digital can execute a bit better on rolling out its newest drives, uh, they, they could retake some of that share. But I, I think for both vendors, the, the more important piece, um, as William was discussing, is the overall demand environment. I think if you look at the back half of this year, um, in, in part, uh, because server shipments have been constrained uh, by shortages in supply of other components, that there is an uptick coming um, in the second half of 2022, and that both vendor vendors will will benefit from that. Right, and, and really, um, 
As we take a look at this, William, what is your, like, can we go over your price targets and, and outlook now on Seagate or any of the other names that you want to add in? Yeah, so for Seagate, our fair value estimate is $80 a share. Um, we've seen the share price definitely come down since the start of the year. Now it's trading a little bit closer to our fair value. Um, and again, we look at this, we, the key tenant of our thesis is this long-term fundamental demand in the cloud, driving growth for Seagate you know, over the next five to 10 years. And so we're forecasting 30% uh, annual growth over the next five years for exabytes. So that is the actual memory in data center and cloud applications. And we think that's gonna you know, more than offset uh, decline in these consumer drives and PCs and gaming consoles. Um, and so that kind of brings us to the $80 target. We see shares trading right around that right now, but we would probably recommend a bit more of a pullback, a bit of a margin of safety before recommending shares to investors. Right, and over at Wedbush, Matthew, uh, you know, a neutral rating and talking about guiding earnings just below prior consensus, but your outlook, your targets, um, and you could add in any of the other names that you're following too. Yeah, it definitely, Nicole. So our, our price target is 95. Um, uh, with regards to Seagate, I, I think my primary complaint has been less to do with their business prospects and more to do with their valuation. So you look at some of the other uh, commodity component names, something like a Micron, something like a Western Digital. Seagate uh, has been trading at a premium consistently to those names. And I, I think it's really hard to, to justify them being in a better spot than, than say Micron, where Micron is debt free uh, and also you have in, in DRAM a, uh, another three supplier market, so, so very similar, better gross margins. Uh, and, and so my, my primary objection to, to, to Seagate has not been about uh, what its fundamentals might look like, just um, that, that I think there are some, some stocks that have more attractive valuations in the group. Yeah, Matthew Bryson, Wedbush, William Kerwin at Morningstar. Thank you both very, very much.